What is up, everybody? This is Cody. What y'all are about to listen to is Iron Forum, episode number seven with Kyle Frankie. Kyle Frankie is recently uh, coming off his last meet at Southern Regionals, where he obtained a qualifying total uh, for Raw Nationals. Uh, we get in and talking about that meet performance, talking about some of his training, his powerlifting experience, what he does for a living, which, by the way, he works for uh, Alico, but don't hit him up trying to get a discount or anything like that or help trying to get some stuff put, put away for you or anything like that. Uh, let's talk about gym life, powerlifting, what he likes, dislikes, music that he listens to, and yeah. I really hope y'all enjoy listening to this one. Got some more stuff coming along the way. Uh, as always, I just ask y'all to leave a review, give us a high rating, share it with your friends so we can continue to grow the channel, continue doing this. You know, I just have fun enjoying talking to people about their experiences. Uh, like I said, got some other ideas of some things to come up here in the future. And we're just going to kind of keep on rolling out and putting out the content. Y'all enjoy. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Form. This should be, this should be once this one gets out, it'll be like episode seven. And we got uh, Kyle Frank on the episode. And Kyle, you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, everyone. Uh I'm Kyle. Uh, my last name is actually said Frankie. You say the E. Oh, Frankie. All I, right, cool. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, power lifter. Been lifting for six years, probably seven years now. Actually, yeah. It'll be my seven year anniversary of lifting in December of this year. And yeah, you know, super heavyweight for life and. That's my life. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's give a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your background. You can talk about, you know, what uh, what you do for a living, how you got started in powerlifting, sports, or anything in general. All right. Uh, so my uh, my nine to five that is not a nine to five is uh, I uh, I'm a warehouse manager for Aleco Sport. So all those pretty little weights and everything you see on the American side. I, uh, I'm involved in shipping that somehow, some way or the other. Uh, please do not hit me up. I cannot do anything for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, <clears throat> middle school, high school played, uh, football and then, you know, that is every, uh, I guess, person just kind of switches over to training some way or the other. But <clears throat> when I was in college, it fell out. Didn't really, like, took a took a, a whole probably four or five year hiatus just from training and being the, the typical meathead. And then just got back into it. And, I mean, uh, some of my friends went to the bodybuilding side and I thought about doing that at one point and I I like food way too much so did not want to uh, be that lean 
and do that much cardio. So I got into powerlifting and I, I mean, <clears throat> have never looked back since. So that's pretty much how I got into powerlifting and like how <clears throat> I, I am where I am now. Uh, where'd you go to school at? Did you go to college or no? Yeah, uh, I went to Texas State for a, you know, a couple of years. Uh, that's in San Marcos. Yeah. And uh, if you know anything about Texas State, at one point, it was like the number one party school yeah. in Texas. And uh, yeah, f- fell into that trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it College may have taken me a little longer than most uh you know normal um yeah you know texas state was fun uh changed my major probably like three or four times but ended up uh with marketing sports marketing at that but i don't use that degree and you know life is what it is everything happens for a reason so definitely yeah texas state was i think that was probably like one of the like four colleges I got into, but I ended up not getting over there. But uh, yeah, I remember the days where being top rated party school, definitely. Oh yeah, I mean, you have a you have a river flowing through your campus. How are you not gonna have? <laughs> uh, did you ever do any kind of like? I know you said you played uh, football. You know, in the off season, did y'all do did you do powerlifting? No, like. Uh... So the coaches I had in high school, they were very like, if you're, uh, if you're going to focus on football, like you're going to focus on football. And so like the off season program, like I think three or four people did powerlifting, but they weren't starters. They weren't, you know, they weren't going to do anything. And, uh, yeah, like. In my high school, we maybe had, like, four or five people on our quote-unquote powerlifting team, and, I mean, I like, looking back at it, I wish I would have done it, but, you know, at, at that point in time, I was all in on, you know, trying to <clears throat> make it to the, the next level, I guess, is the, you know, the term, but <clears throat> that, that didn't happen. So, yeah, part of me wishes I would have done it in high school just to see where, I guess, I would be now. But, I mean, when we when we trained in the offseason, it was like, you know, this was 2009, 2010 area. Uh, like, that, that training style, we weren't very, I guess, like, you know, going after – singles your heaviest maxes every day is a lot of like uh what we call now like functional training so there was a mm-hmm. lot, of, lot of like power cleans a lot of you know <clears throat> we i didn't even deadlift until whew, i like i actually started training for powerlifting so like we and we barely squatted like squat if we did squat it was a front squat so you know, that's how our training, our training was that I remember. That, yeah, all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, all those years ago, you not even yeah, yeah, you barely cracked thirty one now. So yeah, yeah, no, 
I'm the so young. Yeah, I, I am, you know, creeping creeping my way towards the Masters division, slowly but surely. Hey, I got a good three years before I hit the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Maybe by maybe by that time I'll I'll make it into Nats and <laughs> hey, someone <laughs> carry those boats. <laughs> I'll be the guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah, man, kind of like what you talked about, uh, same thing. Like, I, w- I didn't even know anything about powerlifting. I don't think our high school had powerlifting. If they did, it was probably, like, super small, like, kind of, like, similar to what you're talking about. And uh, Probably, like, the biggest thing I remember powerlifting is whenever I did get into college because Sam Houston State, they had a, a pretty good, yeah. fairly popular powerlifting team. But even at that time that I was in school, it was, you know, it was straight equipped. You know, they hadn't even started – uh, raw powerlifting yet? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, raw powerlifting didn't make it, you know, what it is now until what twenty? Yeah, like twenty sixteen or something like that. Yeah, like even further than that, because before that, everyone was you know wraps and equipment and single ply, multi ply. But yeah. you know, when when raw like started to kick off, from what I've been told. Is that you know everyone's like oh I I don't know how it's gonna make it I don't know how it's gonna make it and look at it now. Right, yeah, I mean it's just like it like you know how the how the people told me what like powerlifting was even when I was in college and stuff like that and you trying to like squeeze yourself into like a you know two three hundred dollar squat suit and mm-hmm. you know wrapping wraps around your legs as tight as it could possibly be to the point where you can't even walk straight. I'm like, no, I'm all right. Yeah. No, I was like, I mean, like, I, I've trained with, you know, some equipped blisters, and it intrigues me to a certain point, but also I'm just like, I, mm, I'm good. I don't want to be, you know, crunched up in a suit like that. I, yeah. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had a, I was on a powerlifting team and stuff like that, and we had a bunch of uh, collegiate lifters and stuff like that, and I helped out with, yeah. You know, helped out with that, and even at that, and just so learning, trying to how to wrap, how different people want their knees wrapped and stuff like that is a whole, whole another deal. Oh yeah, no, that's like just watching some of them. Like, oh no, it's got to be, you know, you got to put the X in the front and do all this. Yeah, yeah. Nah, man, just give me some knee sleeves and let's go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm not. <laughs> Trying to jump in the suit and jump up and down and hang from a rag, trying to get it <laughs> slide all the way in. Yeah, that that doesn't seem like fun to me. And plus, like as, as a super, I I don't trust myself uh, <laughs> being hanged from something like that. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Um. Well, let's just jump into it. Uh, let's talk about Southern Regionals and your performance there. Yeah, no, I, uh, so Southern Angels was three weeks, uh, four weeks ago, about a month ago, and, uh, yeah, totaled, totaled 18-18, qualified for Nats, not going to Nats this year, going for next year. Uh, yeah, you and everybody else, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see, like, if they raise the total or something like that, or, you know, what that goes with we'll see what happens but i'm uh, just saying this is just a rumor that supposedly like the super heavyweights is like one of the only ones that's not getting touched 
Uh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's... I think the last I looked, there's like... Of the Supers that have competed this year, I think there's only like 17 that have hit the qualifying total this year so far. Yeah. Like, and... I mean, that's... <laughs> but That's how it's... I don't think that's how it's been recently, but I think also is that... Like, with the whole super heavyweight, I guess, the class itself, with Powerlifting America coming into play, like, a lot of people, you know, Jesus went over there. Like, that, you know, that's, you know, I guess the top dog in the super heavyweight class. Like, him going over there, you know, that, that takes away another competitor, of course. But also, yeah. like, over there, every, you know, if you're not those two, it's, well, where. Where do you go? Do you stay in the USAPL? Do you go USPA, WRPF? You know, try to make some money <clears throat> going that route. You know, I don't, I don't blame you if you do go that route. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like the when it comes to the QT, you know, like if you're an eighty, like eighty threes, they have Russ for the longest time skewing those numbers. So, you know, we don't have a Russ in our weight class skewing those numbers. Nah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll jump. We'll talk more about that. I'm kind of just my bad for getting off track. Oh, no, that. You're, but, uh, you're good. You're good. But uh, 1818 at Southern Regionals, man. So, uh, how do you feel about your performance there? Oh, uh, so, my, <laughs> my, my squat wasn't where – I wanted it to be that day, but also, uh, so I'm a, a very nervous person when it comes to like squats, mm-hmm. just a meat in general. And, um, unfortunately, like in warmups, I like my nerves just started increasingly getting to me and, uh, like I couldn't keep very much food down. So... Um, the original plan was we were going to open 672 and then go, <clears throat> my plan second was 717, uh, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. And then my plan third was 766, 771, somewhere in that range. But with just me not being able to keep any food down, <clears throat> we had to... <laughs> Had to make a, a a change to that game plan, and um, I think like I, I'm still happy with squats because you know I finally hit 700 in a meet, and then like uh, my third was 727, and yeah, it was a grind, and you know I I got it two to one, but like that. It was a big uh, momentum gaining for me, like a big momentum gaining moment for me. Yeah. Like that, that was pretty cool, to be honest, even though, you know, like, yes, it was 40, 50 pounds under what what I really wanted. You know, we were, we were good. So got out of squats, going three for three and then bench, um, I, 
I, I, the, the recap, like, I was fully starting to be able to eat and drink during, uh, like, bench warm-ups, so we still kind of just took what was there and matched the PR from my last meet of 429. Um, the original game plan there was to get as close to 441 as possible, but it just wasn't there that day, and I mean, that's fine. Bench, I have always struggled with, so, you know, to to be consistently hitting in the 400s is cool with me. Um, and then deadlifts, uh, in training, deadlifts have been very hit and miss for the past two years, unfortunately, and um, we've been chasing that 700-pound pull, and... Uh, like on at regionals, uh, like in the warm up room, I I felt the best I've ever felt, which is weird because I was afraid that the grind on the squat was gonna take that away. But <clears throat> we, you know, in the warm up room, I was <clears throat> I was feeling good. I was like maybe maybe that seven hundred finally there. Uh, we opened at six oh six, and then we went to six sixty one. And, uh, yeah, no, it was like, after 661, I, I felt like we could really, like, it, that 700 was there. And, because 661 flew, and it felt like it, that could have been my opener for the day. But, uh, so we made the jump to uh, 705, and I just got in front of myself and wasn't, was not there. But, you know, one day it'll be there. So... Finished the meet eight of nine, uh, totaled eight twenty five, which is five kilos above um, hitting QT. So I will take it, <laughs> and uh, got first place in the weight class. So you know, wins all around. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, uh, squats were impressive. I've been like, you know what I mean. I've been watching your stuff on Instagram and things like that. You know, to see it from Instagram, from your videos, to see it in person is like night and day. Just the the sheer weight and weight, and the which is the way that you're able to move it very efficiently. So, uh, I feel you on always being kind of nervous with squats. It's kind of like the same thing for me. Uh, but you know, what I mean, I think that your squats fairly efficient, especially for a, a bigger guy. You know, it's you know good control on the way down, and then coming up and being able to explode up out of it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, for I'd say like the first, this is kind of a you know diving into other things, but like the first probably like four years of my lifting career, I was so deathly afraid of squats. Uh, <clears throat> like when you know this is you know ve- very much a tangent, and I'm sorry, but you know it, it is what it is. Uh, You're good, man. Yeah, when it, like when it came to squats, like I was, you know, I was maybe squatting, you know, 500 pounds is my top, you know, RPE, like nine. And uh, for those that know of Josh Longoria, you know, the uh, the reigning national super heavyweight champ, he was on last, you know, your last episode, uh, me and him. Yeah, we're we're best friends, and we've been training partners for five years now. 
and like I, those first four years, I legitimately could not squat without him, like my spotter, because <laughs> I, <laughs> like I was deathly afraid, and you know, once, um. Like, once he went out into the oil field and he wasn't around as much, I was like, well, I I only have one choice, and that's to get over this fear. And, like, once I finally did, it's like, like, my squat very much changed. It was like, once you get that confidence in yourself and, like, you're like, hey, I'm not, I'm not scared of taking this weight to the hole, and it's like, yeah, <clears throat> it's like my your confidence changes, and it's like you kind of surprise yourself at what you can do. And that's not to say like, oh, I can load up a thousand pounds and you know squat that. No, but it's like, hey, you're a lot stronger than what you think you are, and you don't need you know a team of spotters all of the time. Right. But yeah, so <clears throat> like now that squat is moving it's it's really cool to be like hey like i used to not be this way at all so no it's a a good thing man because very similar i'm very similar to you uh that's why i was always talking about uh with people that i come around and interact and they might be you know questioning their lives and stuff like that is always to embrace a journey Oh, you know, yeah. It's not always about like moving more weight. Sometimes it's about how you move it. And then not only that, it's just about how you feel about it. You know, and it's probably taken me shit, probably like the last, you know, eight months or so to like really start to feel comfortable with mine again towards where I'm not worried about it. And uh, I know what I do. If I cut it short, I know I cut it short. Or if I knew if I buried it, you know what I mean? Sometimes you got to tell yourself some you know, some not so kind words and just go out there and go do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you're like, how long have you been coached by Perk? Uh, it's since November. Yeah. And I mean, like he's, he ain't going to let you slide with no bullshit anyways. So no. Yeah. It's been like that. Me and him gone through a lot of trial and error and tried a lot of stuff, tried flats, tried, uh, gone, or gone back in the heels, gone out of flats, gone back to heels where I'm now just going to stay in, in the heels to having a, a really wide stance to having a little bit of a narrow stance to kind of like somewhere in the middle. And that's where I'm at now. Now that I got my stance and I got my, you know, my whole, you know, my whole cadence and walk out and everything straightened out, you know, that that's helped tremendously. He's done a, a big part for me and helping me out and, getting it laid out there and having patience with me because, you know, I ain't going to lie. I've gone through some things with it. And then, uh, uh, Caleb England, who's, uh, he trains with me. I do his co- coaching and programming and stuff like that. He knows more than better, probably more than anybody about the struggles and shit like that, that I've gone through. And it's, you know, things that are like finally starting to click and line up now. And, uh, you know, it's only going to progress, and the goals that I've set for myself like a year ago, I'm going to end up getting them uh, a lot sooner than what I what I had anticipated. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because I mean, like, uh, <clears throat> as someone who, I mean, about the same time frame of you, like, uh, I 
November of last year is when I signed on uh, Brandon Petrie to be my coach. And like up until then, I was like, I had to squat in heels. I had to squat in heels. Like, you know, you, you couldn't convince me otherwise. And then after probably like the first two weeks of being with Petrie, he was like, uh, hey, I want you to try squatting in flats. And I was like, I, I, I not that man. I don't know. Uh, I'll try. And so, uh, you know, I, I tried. And honestly, like, we, we changed the flats. I haven't looked back there. We wiped the pants out. Um, that, that took some work because I have, you know, very – the big boy hips my my hips are always tight uh so that just you know <clears throat> changes how i warm up and stuff but like widening my stance out and going into flats like I, you know just never looked back on that so i i very much understand that you know those trials and it's like okay does this work does this not work and then you know it's you and then you have those sessions where you're like oh man this feels like absolutely it's like why am i doing this and it's like oh no wait just just wait get to that next one yeah yeah <laughs> i know exactly what you mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh your deadlift uh you know what i mean you went from 617 to 661. I remember watching 661. I was like, shit, that was like an opener right there. Yeah. So how were you? Uh, how were you feeling? Uh, oh, I was sorry about the dogs. Hold on. You good? Uh, I was feeling, I was feeling real good. Um, like I honestly thought that I could have had, like, I could have had 700 plus that day. And looking back at the videos, I probably could have if I wouldn't have let my technique slip. But uh, I unfortunately, uh, like when I pulled 705 off the ground, I let it get out in front of me. And as soon as I did that, the game was over with. So is it just like the bar is a little bit further forward? Yeah, I just didn't like. Or you didn't to, get like enough of a, like a hinge into it. Yeah, it's like to me, it's like I rushed my setup because, mm-hmm. well, I got very hype, you know. <laughs> uh, and like as soon as in the back of my head, I was like, "You're a." You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. You you rushed everything. This is about to go terribly. And, uh, you know, I was right about that. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I got it to my knees, tried to fight it for a second, you know, a couple seconds, and it just, like, got it to my knees. It was out in front of me. And then, like, I shifted into my heels to try and fight that. <clears throat> and it just, it, it wasn't going to go well. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I maybe could have fought a little bit more and like tried to slide it up, but it. I'm the kind of person who's like, you know, 
you you know when it's not there and I have missed enough deadlifts now that it's like, hey, if this is this is not worth the possible uh, massive amounts of popping of blood vessels and all that stuff. So I guess you could say it was also like a business decision to be like, hey, hey, let's let's just put it down and go on to the next one. Live to find another day. Yep. Yeah, that's that's been my mantra for I guess the past like four meets now. Cause I'll get like for for deadlifts, like the past four meets it's been like we'll open, you know, six six thirty, somewhere in that range, get it good. Jump to like six sixty, six seventy, get it, and then, you know, we'll see what's there for the third and uh i mean minus rising tides which is the one i did before uh southern regionals we we jumped to what i needed to qualify for my second and that wasn't there at all that day so yeah (laughs) um all right i think that's what we just want to talk about uh after that is just you know, your training leading up to, from after Rising Tide, leading up to uh, Southern Regionals, was there anything that you did differently, you know, or, you know, anything that you can think that attributed to, like, your your increase? Um, I mean, honestly, it was, like, the, just my mentality winning into each training session, because, like, it for me especially like on my squad because that's the one that blew up the most was like hey you you want to qualify for you know nats you want to do all of these things but are you truly dedicating yourself in each session and you know we we all skip those accessories here and there and we all like oh man like you know I, I, I can do my accessories another day. So it was like my training during <clears throat> what those three months. Mm-hmm. I like I did not skip a single accessory. I like, you know, it was hey, it's on the paper. We're we're doing it on this day. Like, you know, there's a lot of hey, if, I, if I'm here till you know, because I get off work typically about 5, 30, 6 o'clock, depending on the day. So I'll get in the gym like 6, 30, 7, and the gym closes at 10. I was like, man, if I'm here till 10, you know, 10.05, I, I don't care. Like, I want I want to get better. I want to be, you know, where I want to be. So, like, that was, <clears throat> that was my biggest thing is just being on top of my accessories being on top of my hydration and my nutrition and nutrition was, you know, here, there, but still everything else. We, we checked those boxes. Uh, do you have anybody doing nutrition for you? Uh, I, I mean, Petrie does uh, yeah. a pretty good job at it. Um, I also just use like the uh, macro factor app to track yeah. it. Cause I, I super enjoy that. Um, and 
I just try and, you know, not be, uh, you know, a total fat fuck and eat just pizza <laughs> hamburgers all the time. But yeah, sometimes you, you just, you got to give in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so when we talked about uh, Brandon, everybody knows that Brandon's doing your coaching and your programming. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about working out, working with him? Obviously, I don't know uh, prior to that who was doing your program or coaching, but let's just talk about your experience working with Brandon. Uh, so with Petrie, like like I said, I've been with him since November of last year, and uh, before that, like I had, I've known him for oh four, ah, five years because uh, previous to that. We were both coached by uh, L.S. McLean at the same time. And so, like, that's how I got to meet him. And, uh, you know, in, uh, in November, it, you know, I, I just needed, I needed something new. And so I talked to Petrie. I was like, hey, do you, uh, do you have a spot open? And he brought me on. And ever since then... Um, I mean, we changed how I squatted, and that's been, you know, a massive, massive improvement. Um, bench, he just changed my, like, frequency of how much I bench, because I used to only bench uh, twice a week, and now we we bench four out of my five training sessions. Yeah, that's same here, man. Yeah, and then uh, deadlift, I used to only do it once a week, but now we do it twice a week. And it's like <clears throat> when I when I like when I got my first program, I was like, "Oh boy. Like this is you know, this is a lot cuz he's coached by Marcellus, so you got that craftsmanship and just the, you know, the accessories and it, it's like it's a lot, but like I've noticed, like once I fully bought in and like, hey, like this is like I'm not gonna skip anything. I'm gonna do everything like you know as it's written. Man, like I can't, I can't thank that man enough because <laughs> like it's just been, you know. PR after PR, win after win, and it's just like, man, like, you know, you you got a client for for life if, if we keep going down this track. So yeah, <laughs> it it's been like it's been really cool to just be with him and be, uh, I guess, sort of a guinea pig for like him because I think I was only his like second super heavyweight that he brought on besides. Yeah. I don't think he has anyone else that I know of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's like just being and you know, buying in and him buying in to me is like, it's a really cool experience to have. So yeah. That's good. I mean, I feel you on that. Cause I feel like I'm, well, I'm definitely like the oldest client that perk has and <laughs> probably definitely the biggest one too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, 
I get where you're coming from and you see like that because when I switched uh, coaches and stuff like that and he, he shot, you know, of course he asked me, you know, what do you do? Can you give me an example of what you've done before? And I was like, all right, this is what I've done before. Uh, you know, and then you get that program and you look at some of the stuff, you're like, man, what did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't even, you know, and I was like, and but at the end, I was like, you know, I'm going to sign up for this, you know what I mean? If I want to, get something out of it, I actually have to make an effort out of it, you know what I mean, and humor it, you know what I mean, sometimes I was some of the stuff that he asked me to do, and I was like, look, I'm just, I'm gonna try, but I don't think that's gonna work, you know, some I of mean, it actually end up working, some of it didn't, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, for me, it's like, in the first, like, couple blocks, he had me doing front foot elevated uh, lunges, and I was like, man, I don't know what you are thinking I can do, but this this ain't it. And, uh, like, I sent him a video of me doing one, and I was like, I was putting my foot, like, on like a, uh, like a plyo box, like a smaller yeah. plyo box. And he was like, no, you idiot. Like, just put your foot, like, on a 25-pound plate, and there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean now? <laughs> um, what's a typical training day for you? Uh, you know, so you get off of work and then you got to head over to the – you're heading over to the gym right away or what? Yeah, so, I mean, like, at work, I'm typically, like, the closer. So, you know, close, <clears throat> close everything down and then – I'll spend, like, five, ten minutes just, like, sitting in my car, drinking my pre-workout, and, uh, you know, just <clears throat> trying to switch my mindsets, because, I mean, yes, I, I do, you know, lift lots of weight for, you know, eight, nine hours during work, so now I have to go lift more weight, and, uh, and then head over to the gym and uh, just if it's a Friday or um you know Monday it's my primary squats bench and deads so uh, like those sessions I definitely put a little more uh, focus into I would say so definitely those days it's like hey you know we gotta flip that switch. Gotta, gotta get in that mindset definitely, and uh, yeah, just head over to the gym, and you know, ha have fun, but also like definitely dive into the little details of what I need to do to get to where I want to go. Yeah, and uh, where are you training at right now? Uh, so <laughs> Monday through Thursday, I train at game day. Uh, you know, it's. Not trying to, you know, start a war between uh, Austin powerlifting gyms or anything. Uh, but for me, it's just like, um, <clears throat> I work getting a little busier and my uh, recovery was taking a, a big hit because I wasn't getting enough sleep. And so uh, I signed up with game day. So for Monday through Thursday, I can go over there, train, 
Uh, it's, you know, it's a bigger facility. They have a lot more racks and whatnot. So I can, you know, typically get in and out in under like two and a half hours, maybe three hours. Um, but like if I, my Fridays and, you know, if I have an off day or whatever, I go train at Lyft ATX. And like it's not, you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, there's, they have six racks now, but they have a lot of members. And, you know, it's not that game day doesn't, but it's just that Lyft has a lot of members and a lot of people are trying to lift all at once. Yeah. So typically it ends up with like, hey, you got to wait, you know, wait for them to finish or whatever. Or for me, it's very hard to ask to work in with someone sometimes because I am uh, very tall and a lot of people aren't. So, you know, like if I'm squatting like on a TSS, I'm rack height 18. And if you're, you know, rack height not in that area and you're not, you know, <clears throat> A, it's intimidating to that person, I know, because I've been told I intimidate people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and B, it's also like, man, sometimes I don't feel like just taking weight off and going up and down and up and down. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, I understand, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I like probably watch your videos and stuff like that. At first, I, like, I hadn't met you. I hadn't spoke to you yet. I was like, I was like, man, this guy's going to be like me. He just looks <laughs> like he's mad and stuff like that, but he really isn't. You talk to him and he's just pretty chill. Oh, yeah. Most of the people would be like, oh, yeah, you're just angry and stuff. I'm like, what? Oh no, no! Like when when I'm lifting, like I like there is a major switch that I flip, and it's, yeah. it's like typically like I I have uh, been described as a uh, teddy bear. Uh, that is actually you know like I'm very happy go lucky like I'm you know be you know very uh, you know helpful and whatnot when when I can. But if, you know, if it's my turn to lift and that bar's loaded, don't, don't ask me for anything. Don't yeah. talk to me because, like, they definitely a, a flip has been switched and it's just not, like, I'm not going to be nice about it. <laughs> I, I completely understand. And it's just, <laughs> I dealt with the same thing. You know, I, you know, I'm a small local gym out here, which I've been uh, fortunate to, you know, tote and store all my, all my equipment over there, all my plates and stuff like that. And, but then I have like people is super friendly gym, which is awesome. And people always want to talk. And I'm just like, I'm at some days I'm at the point, especially when I was like uh, about four weeks out and it's like a Friday and I'm doing SVD and I'm like, I'm sitting there and they're like, Hey, you know, how's things going? And what do you think about this? And how do I want to do this and that? I'm like, yeah, let's do this, and, da, 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 da. and then they just want to keep talking. And I'm like, look, I was like, I gotta go, I got stuff to do. Yeah, I was like, I ain't trying to cool off. Oh yeah. Well, it's also it's like, I mean, like I don't get me wrong, I love, I love being in the gym. I love training, and I, you know, like I've met a lot of amazing people because of it. But I'm, there, there are some days I, I want to get in, I want to get out, and I want to go home, and you know. Yeah. Like, I want to spend time with my girlfriend and my dogs or, you know, 
like, hey, I want to actually be able to cook dinner and not have to, you know, eat meal prep or eat, you know, chicken and rice that I cooked three days ago for an emergency meal or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I have time to, I can actually cook fresh chicken. I can cook fresh rice or, you know, whatever. And it's like, I, I don't always want to all that time at the gym, so. Yeah, yeah. I completely understand. <laughs> um, you got, like, a set of people that you train with now? Uh, kind of, you kind of made a transition to game day. Yeah. But, I, I mean, when you're at Lipe ATX, you had, like, a crew of people that usually y'all are there about the same time? Yeah, typically. So, like, at Lyft, it'll be, like, AS, you know, uh, Andrew is, or AJ, whoever, however you want to call him, uh, he's always there. And then there's always just, like, three or four other people. That we, I mean, there's definitely more that are always there, you know, at that same time. But the people that I typically trust to be like, hey, I need a spot or, hey, you know, how did this move, you know, how you are you looking at it? Yeah, I probably have like three or four people at Lyft that I, I trust and I would say are training partners. Yeah. And then at game, yeah. we're, we're getting there. We're, we're meeting new people. <laughs> You've got to be like the biggest dude at game day. Uh, uh yeah. I, th- <laughs> I mean, like, I think I'm the only super. I'm the only super that I've seen. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but <laughs> I mean, like, because they have a they have a record wall like on the uh, you know, for all the weight classes and whatnot. Yeah. And, the only thing that's in this, like in the super heavyweight category, is Jesus's ten twenty five that he he's because he squatted that the first time and he was over there. Yeah, like there, there's nothing else over there, and it's like, yes, with a big haha, I'm a member. Here's my numbers. Yes, but also like, hey, we're we're gonna wait on that. We're gonna we're gonna earn some numbers over there. Definitely, but. Yeah. Typically, when I get when I get to game day, like Perk is there, and then uh, Bam Bam has been there a couple times, and it's like Gary and a couple of other people. But yeah, when I'm at game day, it's like, oh shit, who like if I had to like if I had to squat something heavy, like seven plus, I we're gonna have to build that trust a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, I I think for me is like when it comes to when it comes to like having spotters and I guess like a training crew or whatever. Like, if you can, as long as you know what you're doing, I'm fine with having you spot me. But if you if I see you spot someone else and you like, you know, <clears throat> you're not attentive, mm, yeah, you're you're done for me. Yeah, I think like for me the the I've had to do it one time at mine, and I had to explain. I did my best. I was like, "Look, this is what I want you to do. This yeah. is what I'm gonna do. If this happens, do this. If it doesn't, just you know." Yeah. And that aside from that, probably just telling them, "Hey, you know, 
if I when I get the lift and stuff like that, I'll take it into the rack. I was like, don't mess with it unless I tell you because I'm not trying to get somebody that's going to scoop the bar up and up off of me. Oh yeah, no, because I mean, like, if typically when it's if it's like an RP like nine, ten squat for me, like I tilt a little bit, and so I like I warn people like, hey, like I'm gonna tilt, like don't touch me unless I say, hey, yeah. Like, take it or if I shake my head or whatever but uh I think also it's like when just when it comes to <clears throat> like you know trust trusting a spotter or whatever I guess a super man it's, <laughs> it's hard because you're like no you're not my size like how am I gonna trust you to you know pick me plus this weight up at the same time you know yeah I kind of like I agree with you and I think at the same time they're sitting there thinking like oh yeah it's He'll be able to do this. He's supposed to be able to do this. And so they kind of just, you know, either one, one, not really like, you get kind of like one or the other. Either they're like not attentive because they just expect you to nail it or they're like overly like worried and concerned because they've seen like, you know, you start counting reds on there and the bar is sitting there bending and bouncing and they're like, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's also, it's like, oh, he's supposed to, he's supposed to hit this. Well, if I'm you there might be a reason i'm asking you yeah that's what i'm saying like you know they're like the funny is like questions and stuff like that people would ask well like well what's that feel like i'm like well what's it feel like for you on a like a max squat for you all it feels like this is like saying yeah it's like (laughs) like at like at lift it's you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of kids that have been lifting for maybe like three or four months Mm -hmm. and so like, you know, they, they have seen me squat the 766. They're like, oh, what, what does that feel like? It's like, it's just pressure. Like, it, like, every time you put, you know, another kilo on that bar, it's literally just a little more pressure. Like, it's not, like, yes, it's heavy, but it's like, it doesn't feel like, oh, like, this is earth shattering. Like, I'm going to die. No, but, it, like, it's heavy. It's just pressure. Yeah. Like, it's hard to explain that to people. They're like, oh, I don't, like, you know, when I put 300 on my back, it, it feels like this. Like, okay, well, that's comparable. So, like, run with that. Mm-hmm. But everyone just sees, you know, all the reds. Like, oh, that's, you know, that, that would crumble me. And, well, <laughs> why we train people. This is why we so I've been doing this for, you know, like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't just start day one going. Oh, we're gonna load up seven reds and have fun. No, no, you gotta work. (laughs) You gotta work up to it. Yeah, you're. If you were to you know load up seven reds and squat it day one, you're like you're either really good or you've been doing this a lot longer and you just you know you you took a break or whatever. But yeah, just trying to get people understand. Like you know, it's it's a process. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Because like you know, if you if you want to be lifting for six, seven, eight, you know, getting into your masters or whatever, like you know, you gotta <clears throat> you gotta take it as a marathon. And if you try to sprint, you're gonna end up on you know the sidelines for a lot longer than you thought you were going to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was talking, you kind of touched on it earlier. 
a little bit about like your mentality when it comes to training. Yeah. Uh, so typically my mentality is, man, like we just like for the, I would say probably like the past three years for my mentality of training is like, Hey, like we want to get to Nats. We want to qualify. Like this is, you know, I want to be at Nats every year competing. How do I get there? So for me, it's like my mentality towards training is what do I need to do today to set me up for, you know, a year from now? Like, you know, what, how much of a, you know, a block do I need to sit down today to build my stairway, however you want to say it, to, you know, get to where I want to go. So it's like every day I start, I step in the gym, it's like, uh, you know, what, what do I need to do today? So mm-hmm. sorry about the dogs. You're good, man. As it, so then we transition from after training into meet day, is there like a shift in, in focus? Uh, I mean, for hold on. So like for meet day, typically it's like <laughs> for squats and pay, let's just, let's get through this. Uh, like, you know, I, I try not to be as nervous as I typically am, but it just happens. Uh, I, you know, <clears throat> for squats, it's, Hey, let's get through this. Let's, let's get, you know, at least two of three. We would like all three, but let's get at least two of three. And then, uh, bench and deads. It's, Hey, let's have fun. Let's, you know, let, you know, we've, we've trained for this. Let's, let's get where we want to be. So typically, uh, my training before it's very rare that like at a meet day, do I touch something that I haven't successfully touched in the gym? So it's, you know, it's been, Hey, like we've done this before. Now we just need to execute like on the platform. So, you know, cause <clears throat> trying not to be the whole, Oh, it'll be their meet day. I mean, there is some truth to that. It's like, hey, if it's there in the gym, well, then it better be their meet day, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's just, it's trying to be, trying to be confident while trying to have fun and also trying not to die because of the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have any uh, a PR song that you listen to or Oof. music? You know, that's in particular that you need to play for, you know, big lifts? It changes. It, like, uh, I would say, like, there's there's some days, most days, like, I'm listening to, like, metal or, like, you know, some days it's very uh, uh, screaming metal. Other days it's, you know, like, old, like, classic rock metal. Um, I, I have started enjoying some more, uh, rapping here lately, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like, I would say, like, if I had to pick, 
like a there's probably like two uh i would go with anything by knocked loose uh in for the people that don't know that's you know they're they're metal they scream a lot yeah uh and if i was gonna go rapping i guess the cliche would be dreams and nightmares by meek mill some good choices of people that don't know knock loose y'all should definitely go out there and pull them up on spotify or something on there yeah Check them out. I, uh, they, they're also they're also from texas so that's yep. pretty but yeah uh i mean they they performed at Shella, yeah this past year so they're they're getting up there they're getting their name out there and uh they they just dropped two singles that are very good and uh yeah we we can talk about metal too if you want i'm good with whatever man i always like the biggest thing that me is like uh you know i know how music is for me and i can jump from and i'm not like everybody i can jump from a lot of stuff like if you were to come and work out and with me and like caleb and stuff like that it depends on who's like on the ox you're gonna be like what the hell are y'all listening to because it'll float around from everything you know what i mean and it's very it's even different between squats squats i'm gonna listen i listen to something really really and really really loud and hype and fast paced to you know when i get to bench i can sit there and i can listen to like you know co wetzel and listen to sit there in country and just chill and kind of vibe with everything and then deadlifts and deadlifts is just kind of like however i'm feeling for the day Oh yeah, I I think it's like a lot of people can for bench is like when the you know oh hey it is whatever music is playing comes out because for me bench I can listen to you know shit I can listen to Tejano to you know whatever Uh, but squats it, it typically has to be something you know heavy something something with some lyrics going on. Yeah. And then Dad's like if it's a if it's just a normal day, Dad's can be like bench and be whatever. But if it's if it's a PR or it's something heavy, like I need I typically need something extra with me. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I listen to like Sean Oriega and I think even Enrique Lugo talked about, you know, listening to like like chill kind of music and stuff like that and how it kind of like slows your heart rate down i was like i tried it i was like i just can't do it yeah not to say that i can't listen to it but i just it don't work the same for me yeah i mean like i'll be honest on on meet day sometimes like if you were to take like my headphones from me you would hear like disney songs Like, it, and it's just, it's kind of the same track. It's like, hey, it keeps me calm, but also it's yeah. like, you know, I just spent two months, you know, hey, like, we're, we're listening to loud, heavy music. We're, you know, we're amped up, we're this, we're that. And it's like, man, like, I just want to have fun. I just want to be relaxed. Like, let me, let me put on, like, some Moana or, you know, some... I'm kind of like Disney song that's just <laughs> not going to be not going to amp me up too much and I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's also sometimes it's 
you know, it's like uh, like wrestling theme songs because I'm a I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah. You know, sometimes you you know you you need like a you know like '90s Stone Cold theme song playing. Yeah, like the one I've enjoyed the most here recently is like Edge's uh, theme song, like Metalingus. Metalingus by Alter Bridge. Yeah, man, that's a good one there. So that one's that one's carried a lot of weight, carried to carry me through some loops and stuff. Yeah. Uh, same though, same. Yeah. Um. Do that, man. What's your support system like? I know you talked about you and Josh have been friends for quite some time, and then like, of course, Brandon's been there with you for some years too, and more recently as your coach. Yeah. You know, what's your support system like aside from them? Uh, I mean, so like, I I'd say you know my my biggest 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 supporters are my parents. Um, my my mom and my dad have. Uh, <clears throat> have not missed a meet of mine. They, uh, you know, they've, they've been there for every single one. And it's like, you know, those are, you know, I, I have to say those, those two are my, my biggest, you know, one, one a supporters. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, like Josh Petrie, people at Lyft, I guess slowly, but surely now people at game day too. And I mean, honestly, like, you know, there's people on Instagram, like, I mean, me and you have only met once and that was at regionals, but you know, it's like, Hey, you know, we, you know, we've talked about shoes. We've talked about a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other different things. And it's like, yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's kind of wild to think about. It's like, you know, not necessarily it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, Oh, you liked my stuff. Oh, you support me. But it's like, Hey, like, you know, we've actually, like, you can talk about things and, you know, you can kind of, like, grow what your system looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, I, I definitely say, like, my parents, number one and two, you know, one, one A kind of thing. Uh, and I guess I would be uh, a terrible boyfriend if I didn't say my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, definitely make sure you include the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not she actually hears this podcast or not. <laughs> I mean, she can hear me right now. So. <laughs> okay. I, I may be getting stared at. That's why I'm saying this. Uh, no, no, like, my sports system is huge. And, uh, you know, like, there's there's definitely been some training sessions that, it, hey, this sucks. Like, don't know why I do this, why do I put my body through this? And, you know, I have a lot of people to, you know, I can reach out to and, you know, whatever. But also it's like, hey, you know, everything went right this training session. And, you know, those same people are, hey, let's go, like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, you know, this is, this is where you want to be kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. We'll change it up, man. Let's let me ask you, what is one thing that you like about powerlifting? Uh, I'm one thing I like about powerlifting. I would say is like the community aspect of it. 
I know that there are some people that say that the Fireland community is toxic or that, you know, there's a lot of, lot of not great people in it. Um, and I mean, I, there's always going to be some communities that you find, you know, one or two bad apples in. But I think the majority of the powerlifting community is there to see, you know, everyone win, is there to see, you know, support each other and, you know, everyone hit the PRs and do whatever. And I think that's, you know, to me, that's a really big, like, win. And it's really fun to see. Mm -hmm. What's something that you dislike? Ooh, buddy. Uh, I dislike dots points. <laughs> <laughs> really dots. Um, yeah, I I am not a fan of the whole system of being based around dots now. Um, yeah. I I think that like you know. Like, I kind of get why the primetime sessions or, you know, primetime meets or, hey, we're, we're going to pick the person that has the best stuff and all of this. But also at the same point, it's like, hey, your current national champion in the super heavyweight weight class is missing out on, you know, being a pro or being invited to the pro qualifying events because his dots is like, I think it's like they want males to have 500 and his dots is 490. So it's like, why, why wouldn't you, I guess, I don't know, like re reformulate that formula to help out or at least include the super heavyweights a little better. Right. It's like don't get me wrong, the you know, the Ashtons, the Petries, the the Bobs of the world, it is absolutely incredible to watch them, you know, lift. But for us supers, it's like, yes, they don't I know they're lifting sometimes the same weight, but you know, when you you get to the third, fourth, fifth person in that weight class and they're getting the invite just because their docs is better. But, you know, here we are squatting the, the seven, eight hundreds and then, you know, benching in the fours and the fives and pulling in the sevens and the eights, you know, and we're not getting the invite. Like that's, that's not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, uh, I was just looking up at like open powerlifting. If you we just pulled it up with like raw and three hundred eight yeah. plus lifters, USAPL by total. You know, Josh is like twenty fourth all time, and Caleb is twenty fifth all time. Yep. And it's just, it's just crazy. Even then, like you look at Pablo. Pablo is like seventeenth all time, but he still has a four seventy dots. Josh has a four ninety dots. Caleb has a four seventy three dots. Um, man. I, I can talk about formulas. I understand the reason that people want to have formulas. Uh, I get it. I think that there's not going to ever be a formula that is going to appease and make everybody happy. Yeah. How, however, like, you know, this last week that I did, 
they gave out trophy they gave out trophies based off of dots. And I was like, this is a local meet, and this is probably like the localest of local meets that I've ever done. You know, and you gave out dots. You gave out trophies based off of dots. And this is, you know, probably say like 80% of the meet, this was like their first meet. Yeah. You know, not not by total, but by dots. It's like, you know, what are you trying to and I'm not trying to be a dig, but you know, what are you saying to somebody? You know what I mean? You, you know, you on paper, you lifted more weight than the other person, but because they weighed less than you, they won. So, How does that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the, even if you want, like if you out totaled the person in your weight class, but they had the higher dots. Yeah. Wow. They that, even, they even went as far as combining weight classes. I would have been pissed. <laughs> I was I was the only person in my weight class, weight class was usually that's kind of like how the case is here, especially on local meets, oh, is yeah. what it is. You know, I'm just going there trying to bump my total up and get better than what I was before. Yeah. But uh, I would have took, you know what I mean? They made they made cool trophies, like 3D printed trophies. They look yeah. pretty cool, pretty rad. I was pretty stoked about getting one. You know, it was never – told or announced to at all that it was going to be by dots you know had i known that i wouldn't have even done the meet i would have picked something else yeah you know i would have been fine getting like one of them standard issue black usapl medals with just a you know first second or third place ribbon on it you know what i mean yeah but like how you you know I me mean? for like i said like for the people that just started this is your first meet you know how do you tell them hey you did good but you know, your total, your dots points were high enough. And you're trying to get somebody to understand that. And nobody knows, like, dots unless you're, like, starting getting seasoned into it. Yeah. And, I mean, every every local meet I've been at, it's been, hey, you know, the weight class is based off of total, but then the best lifter is based off dots. Right. Exactly. <laughs> in like, so, like, I get the best lifter and all that, but... Like, I really think that, like, when it comes down to, hey, who we invite to be a pro, who we invite to the pro qualifiers or, you know, the prime time meets, when it gets to, you know, 308, 308 plus, I think it it needs to come down to the total. And it's like, if you, you know, you want to do this meet and you're a 308, 308 plus and you have... You know, you can also qualify. I think you should be allowed to do the prime time or the pro or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, I think, like, for me to get a 500 dots, like, I have to total 2350, something like that, at 380. It's like, let's, let's be real here. Yeah, it's just, I, I get it. And that's why I think I'm hoping to see more in the future. Like the at P3, the P3 Grand Prix meet that they did, which yeah. is great. You know, they gave out, you know, overall, you know, overall dots. You got, you know, you got to check. Highest total, you got to check. Which I was like, that's great. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I think people, more people probably need to start looking at, you know, doing something like that. And I'm hopefully that's what, you know, people start paying attention and start doing. 
Oh yeah, because I know like there's some and there's some WRPF meets that you know those are typically like the that's where the the money meets are. Um, I know that some of them, you know, the biggest money is in the best lifters of the dot space. But yeah, if you have like the hot the heaviest squat, heaviest bench, heaviest deadlift, and then like you know the heaviest total or whatever. Like, they also get money. And it's like, that, I think, you know, if you're, if you are paying out at your meet, you know, whatever it is, like, I think that would be, you know, something really cool to look into. Like, it doesn't say, like, best lifter wins a thousand. Like, shit, give a hundred dollars to the best squat, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, whatever you're paying your spotters, pay the best you know the heaviest squat like and i think me directors should be paying their spotters too like we, we can go down that route but yeah <laughs> <laughs> well no I'll, like before i forget man i asked josh about it whenever pa nats came around so i'm gonna ask you what was it like back spotting ray williams um for me uh an absolute like just dream <laughs> because that like when I got into powerlifting was like right when he started hitting, you know, the, the thousand pound squats and everything. So like, you know, seeing him on oh, ESPN and, you know, all that. Cause I mean, like he was on ESPN legitimately and, you know, you know, his post went viral and all that stuff. I was like, man, like I, I want to, be Ray like I want to be like Ray one day and so like being able to being asked to backspot him I was like this is wild so yeah that was that was pretty cool yeah and also it's like man if if you don't get this I don't know if we're kidding (laughs) because he like that is a big boy I I I don't feel small around a lot of people. He made me feel small. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, this is uh, I don't know. I'm imagining that they'll have PA Nats again in in Austin, and you know, what I mean, if I'm assuming he'll come back around or whatever and do it again, you know, God willing, everything's good with him. Uh, I know he's got NAPF, but you know, that's one thing that. You know, come was it February that I'm definitely gonna make it my best chance, get my best chance to get up out there to watch that. You know, because that's something that I want to check off before everything's said and done. Yeah, no, and I mean, I I can tell you that it it will be in Austin because they signed a contract. Like this isn't any uh, insider information. Uh, yeah, I believe for the next two years, it's. PA Nats will be secured in Austin. Cool. So, um, but yeah, yeah bench, bench Worlds coming out there. At, and Bench Worlds. Bench Worlds, it was like in May of next year, something like yeah. that. But yeah, uh, it, it was pretty cool because like uh, Aleko hosts like a, a barbecue for all of the athletes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, 
I don't know. He, Marty uh, Agos, he's like, I guess, an SBD rep. He uh, he came up to me and he's like, you're gonna you're gonna be there on you know you're gonna be there tomorrow, which was you know the next day. And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, hey, I need you to spot Ray. I was like, man, um, yeah. <laughs> like was not expected to be asked that, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Uh, what's something that you would change in powerlifting? It could be anything, you know what I mean? Federation stuff, problems to social um, media kind of stuff, whatever. I think that, like, I mean, we, we touched on it. Docs. Docs really does need to be changed. Uh, it's, I think that, and then also is like, some you know the meets that are able to to pay they they should because like especially on the USAPL side um you know a lot of the top level lifters are talking about going IPF because of the uh, success of Sheffield and you know like if you can <clears throat> if you can go to you know, get the invite to Sheffield and then, you know, set your record or whatever and then win a year's salary damn near. Because I think Jesus won like $36,000 or something damn near close to that. Like, why why wouldn't you do that, you know? Right. I think, like, you know, the, the higher level meets, they can pay the... Uh, the athletes like should be be doing that. Whether you know, I'm not saying that they need to be paying the athletes like your salary, but hey, like if you are able to pay a thousand dollars, then do it. Like who who wouldn't want to sign up for me and say, oh hey, I have a chance at winning some money rather than oh, I get a medal, I get a ribbon, I get you know. That's typically what it is. Mm -hmm. So I I think just, you know, changing of the dots and, you know, start rewarding the the athletes that show up to, you know, put put on a show. Because essentially that is, you know, yeah, it's your your friends and your family and, you know, they're paying $10, $20 at the door. Like, I mean, it, it, it legitimately is just a show. It's a hobby, but it's a show at the same time. Like why? Yeah. Why not pay the person that you know? <clears throat> everyone saw lift, you know, eighteen hundred pounds or you know whatever. So, like I, I think that's how you keep some of the the higher level athletes from leaving. Yeah, the only thing I got to say with that is that you know, uh, PA Nationals coming here is going to be a huge bottleneck. And you mm-hmm. know, everyone wants to be like, oh, I'm gonna go IPF. They're like, nah, you're gonna go PA and then hope that you win, and, you know. And then, not only that, you know, you might hope that you actually even get picked for the team. You don't get picked, you know, for the actual world team. You don't get picked for NAP. you know, NAPF, you know what I mean? Like Tristan Dazelrod, yeah, going uh, 120s, you know. But hey, guess what? We're not taking you, you're gonna go NAPF. Yeah, no, it's like, 
That sucks. I, I'm very interested to see how PA Matt's does shake out because with uh, them, like, I think it's like PA Matt's and then two weekends later is Sheffield. Yeah. Something, you know, around that time frame. And it's like, you can't, you're not going to be able to go PA Matt's 2024 and then Sheffield 2024. You're going to have to go PA Matt's. Worlds. Worlds if you can, and then maybe Sheffield in 2025. So, I I think powerlifting is like the next, you know, year to two years. There's, you know, there's going to be some shakeups. There's going to be, you know, a lot of people coming in and coming and going. And it's going to be interesting to really watch. Yeah, I still think it's very much so like what you – so, you know, it's just going to be a back-and-forth kind of thing. You've already watched it again already. Well, if you depend on who you're watching, you've already seen it already. People left uh, PA and came back to USAPL. Yeah. You know, it's more more so talked about everybody wanting to leave to go to PA, but there's been quite a few people that have already came back already that were, you know, in my opinion, they were a high-level, uh, either a high-level open lifter or a junior lifter, you know, come back. Yeah. But it, I mean, the like I said, like the next two years is it's, it's really gonna be I think a lot of you know a, a lot of not necessarily like shaking and moving, but I think there's gonna be some people that are I guess high, higher level USAPL lifters that do mm-hmm. go there, and that's gonna create I think. Um, some of the like you know hey the like the fortinos that you know have only gotten you know second places and whatnot like now that door opens for them you know yeah yeah because like especially like at this year's nats for your raw nats like rust has already dropped out so now 82 and a half it's pretty wide open yeah i think it's gonna it'll be a good show to see uh i'm not <laughs> I'm not going to give my prediction about it, but <laughs> I think I got a pretty good feeling of who I would put a large sum of money on it to win. That's fair. Um, how do you feel about the current state of powerlifting? Um, the the sport is growing, I think, a lot faster than what people actually think that it is. Are you know people feel like it is, um, you know, the the I would definitely say you know the the one tens and you know eighty two and a half to one ten that those weight classes are just like multiplying by like the tens at every you know every meet because you you go to a meet and you know eighty two and a half to one ten there's you know fifty you know, they can create a, a meet themselves right there. Uh, but yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think probably is just growing. And I know a lot of people hope that one day, oh, we'll, we'll be on ESPN, like a whole meet. I don't know if we get there, but I think that there are, there are definitely steps being taken in the right direction to grow this sport and get like a lot more eyes on it and there's definitely 
We're there, but we're not fully there yet. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like I said, there's just, I think, just every, like, every month there's, you know, 10, 20 more people. Hey, I, like, I'm doing powerlifting now. Da, da, da. And it's like, well, you know, it's just growing, ever growing. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question I got for you. What is, uh, what needs to have changed to make super heavyweights great again? I mean, what do we need to do? I I think the the biggest thing is is you just got to be like like the thing that made super heavyweights great with like Ray is a he you know he lifts a lot of heavy ass weight, but B like he is just so personable and he has a lot of charisma, and I think that's what a lot of lifters don't have like super heavyweight wise like any weight class wise really a lot of people don't have charisma and they're very afraid to like be themselves they're also like very afraid to like just talk to people Mm -hmm. like i get having anxieties and i get having you know all this whatever but it's like you just gotta be yourself and if you can like turn yourself up by like two or three degrees and have a little charisma, like, people are going to want to watch you. People are going to want to, oh, hey, like, he posted this squat today. Like, I'm going to like it and share it, and I hope other people see it, you know? And that's just what I what I think. Right, definitely. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I think that's just something that everybody needs to do is try to put themselves out there. Everybody kind of – I want to say – well, okay, I'll say this. You kind of want to be in your, your own shell. Oh, you yeah. Know? But, you know, being a bigger person, you know, having, you know, resting bitch face and stuff like that, I can <laughs> say that for myself. It, you know, you're going to have to get out there and try to engage people more than what you would be oh, yeah. Uh, normally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, like, Ray didn't get, like, like, he didn't get sponsored by Rogue, by you know, just being a shell, like Ray got sponsored by Rogue because A, yes, he he does squat a thousand pounds a lot, but like, you know, man, like posts a lot of real shit and he talks a lot of real shit, so. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. What were you saying? I said it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of games going to play if you're interested. Yeah, we can. And then we'll get ready and we'll wrap it up after that. All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, you're, are you familiar with FMK? <laughs> yes. All right. So, it's just FMK. Don't worry, I'm not going to get you in trouble with your old lady or anything like that. Uh, you, you're you know, <laughs> we're just going to, we're going to do it with a uh, squat, bench, and deadlift. All right. Uh, I would. Uh, I would F squat. I would marry dead, and I would kill bench. Yeah. Why you gotta kill bench, man? Like the bench is, bench is just that, <laughs> that that movement, like <laughs> it always has been. I don't know. What did what did bench ever do to you? Uh it it. <laughs> 
just you know it stayed still and you got, <laughs> you got to pause all that damn heavy ass weight and ah man I'm just, bitch is boring that's why everyone takes a nap during bench hey I get hyped on bench man especially I, now I'm finally broken the 400 club I'm good hey there you go but that's like that's at a meet everyone falls asleep during bench are they going <laughs> bench is boring Okay. Uh, So then we'll jump into, like, I know, I'm sure you probably, like, listen to King of the Loops and you know, like, the word association game, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to probably, like, I'm not going to try to, like, you know, ask you, like, specific things to try to drum up drama, kind of like what he does. But (laughs) mine's kind of a little bit different. (laughs) I got you. All right. So, uh. I guess this is the first thing we'll, well, I'll hit you up with is, uh, like I said, you know, you can give me like a one one or two word response or you can tell a story or anything like that, whatever pops up in your head. All right. So uh, first one is cardio. Fuck that shit. Okay. And then uh, family. Uh, everything. About TikTok. <laughs> uh, comedy. Comedy? Yeah. All right. And then Instagram. Uh, work is what it can work. be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of easy to go down that rabbit hole and get lost in that shit. Yep. Um, Fuck it, almost. I haven't done this one. I'm gonna do it with you. Uh, I want to ask you because I want to see what you what you're gonna say. I'm genuinely intrigued. Gotcha. Okay, we're gonna go with Wheeze. With Wheeze? Yeah, Sean Mills Wheeze. <laughs> um. Oh, fuck boy. Hey. When I say he ain't never gonna listen to shit, if he does, I'd laugh my ass off. I'd genuinely love for him to hear it. When I saw that dude at Southern Regionals, as I was walking out after y'all's session and stuff, and this dude was in head to toe in black. Why oh, now? And he had like them fucking dumbass fucking uh, Balenciaga sunglasses on and the fucking dumbass shoes to go with it and the fucking pants legs tucked into the socks. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, uh, I'll- a little, little insider information is he tried to get in the warm-up room during our session. And uh, in, in in short words, he got told to get the fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, he, he's not my favorite person. Hey, uh, I just... If you watch... It's almost like him and Russ. If you watched them, like, in the early days... I could fuck with you. You know what I mean? It felt like it was genuine. Now it's like, now we're like trying to portray ourselves. Yeah. You know, and something else. And that's like big ass thing to me. Like when I meet somebody, you know, I can tell how you are in person if that's the same way that you would act like on social media, you know? Yeah. Like and it's such a difference with them, man. Yeah. Like, don't wrong. Like, Russ, like, he is, he is a businessman. And, he portrays himself as, you know, as he wants. But 
Weeze, good lord. I can't I can't do Weeze. I can't do it. Hey, I want, my hat's off to Russ and everything like that for getting uh being able to market uh ski mask and now like I think there's like a fucking poncho now and getting yeah. people to want to wear that. Yeah. You wear it at the gym. I'm like, all right. Yeah, like if you can, if you want to rock a ski mask in the gym, go on. But uh, I, I train in a gym that's 105 degrees. No, mm-hmm. hell no. Yeah, I mean, you can wear it. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna make fun of you for it. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna bully you. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Brandon Petrie. Uh. Young goat, young goat, yes, sir. Hey, about Josh Longoria. Oh, um, best friend. Okay, I'll I'll say best friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's like ample stories of with y'all, too. Plenty, plenty. All right, uh. Jesus Oliveras. Uh, strong. His younger brother, Pablo. Um, damn, I'm trying to be nice on this. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like with Pabs, like, definitely uh, up-and-comer. Okay. Uh, I agree with you, and the conversations I've had with other people about him, I don't feel that he has the mentality of his brother. Correct. I think he tries to, you know, exemplify it, but I don't. I don't see it. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, I I think that he is following in the footsteps, but he's gonna come up short. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Uh, That's it. I got two more. I got Ray Williams. The absolute goat. As the the face of powerlifting for like years, decades. Yeah, I mean, like I know, I know he's fallen off, and I I don't know if he'll ever squat a thousand again, just because I mean he's he's what thirty six, thirty seven, somewhere yeah. in that. Yeah, and I mean your your body deteriorates, but you know there's. Not many people in this world that can say they squatted a thousand raw, and you know he squatted a thousand raw multiple times, multiple times. Yeah. All right, last one I got, Kyle Frankie. Uh, damn, you are hitting me with a hard one. Uh, nice guy. Hey, I 
I think that's a good one, man, because, you know, you watch some squat videos and stuff and you come out of the hole at the top and you just got like that evil demon grin and laugh going on. I'm like, this dude might be a little bit intimidating. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, typically, like, if you see that, that smile or whatever, like, that's me being proud of myself. Like, it's yeah. not. Like it's not me being like cocky or something. It's legitimately like, hey, like <clears throat> me being absolutely proud that it, you know, because when I started powerlifting, like my ultimate goal was, hey, I'm going to squat 800. That's that's my like tip top goal is I'm going to squat 800. So it's like now that like I'm, you know, I'm creeping up on it and like. You know, the plan is to highly surpass it and, you know, keep going. It's like, hey, like, we're we're getting there. And, yeah, so that, that smile is me proud of myself, not me trying to intimidate other people. <laughs> I figure it's kind of like one of them ones that you come out of it and you know what I mean? And you know it feels good, like, everything was, like, you know, could have gone just exactly the way that you planned it to. Oh, yeah, that, that too. Yeah. Uh, man, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up. Uh, do you have anything that you want to close out with? Anybody that you want to thank or anything like that? Do you have any sponsors or anything like that right now? I, I do not have a sponsor, but uh, I mean, I just want to thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, if uh, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at FrankieList91. And uh, yeah, that that's my, my Insta handle. I mean, I have a I have a TikTok, but I don't really use it. I mainly use it for, uh, like, scrolling before bed and looking at comedians and stuff like that. But yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, and yeah, just thanks for having me on. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, this is the only thing I ask. Twenty twenty four, Rod Nats. We're going to line up everybody, you, Pablo, Josh, Lorenzo, Caleb. We could get Frank Allen. That'd be awesome, too, but I don't think he really cares either way. But I'm trying to, like, the 140s, trying to get enough of the 140s in, which I talked to Hagen Henderson not too long ago, and things that he thinks that, and I've seen it too, that there's enough people that next year that it should be pretty stacked as far as 2024 Rob Nats is concerned. Yeah. My biggest thing is trying to build the same thing for the 140 pluses. And, you know, I know Josh has talked a little bit here and there about taking a break and wanting to do some other things and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, I just, I, that kid, like 2024 could be a huge year for, you know, heavyweights and super heavyweights. Yeah, I, I think we we are on, like, the very, very, like, beginning stages of super heavyweights and heavyweights coming back to being what we were, like, what, four or five years ago? Yeah. So, like, we, we took a break, but, hey, we're coming back. But, yeah, just be a bug in Josh's ear, man. Squeaky oh, wheel. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on to the show. Of course, man. I appreciate you having me. All right. Well, I'll let you later. All right, man. See ya.